Words met. Whatever happened to the dream you had when you said, One day I'm gonna be so high in the sky, I'm gonna be no different from a bird's cause I'm a pilot. I got so much compassion in my heart, and in this lifetime, I'm gonna help as many people as I can because I'm a nurse. The whole world's gonna know about me, and everybody's gonna hear my name because I am a star. I'm gonna help build the best houses with the best foundations and the best buildings in the world in this lifetime because I'm an architect and that's who I am. See at the time that your vision took flight, you took pictures of what you wanted to be and you placed them on the wall of your bedroom cause in your mind you were so convinced that you could become that and so much more. And now, Capital 263. Hi everybody, this is Paddington Nundu coming to you with The Career Port where we talk about career development, career transformations, and career changes in life. So today we've got Shalene Vuta, um, the author of A Lifetime Excuse. Um, she's still a student also at Midland State University and doing an attachment by Mozinda Hub currently. So today we are going to talk about your book, A Lifetime Excuse. Shalene, how are you? I'm good, Parindon. How are you? I'm good, dear. Um, so, we, I managed to get a look at your book, um, managed to get through it, read some of the stuff and get motivated. Some of the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I managed to read the book. Okay. All right, yes. All right. And managed to understand some of the stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But maybe coming from you, um, mm-hmm. what's... What led you into into writing the book? Um, I wrote a lifetime excuse because of the things that I was seeing around me. Um, my family ended school. I realized that people have the same trend of doing things. There's a one particular thing that we use as an excuse or rather as a reason as we might supposedly think that it is uh, not to do something. For example, if you think that the fact that you are abused is the reason why you shouldn't like men or probably the the fact that um, you're not confident about yourself is the reason that you feel you shouldn't do this or shouldn't do that. So I realized that it's just not a trend in my family. It's a trend for everyone, you know. Everyone has got that one particular thing that is always stopping them from doing what they want the most. So that's why I wrote a lifetime excuse. Wow. So have you have you rose above all the excuses in your life now? <laughs> um, I, I think I'm still learning. Yeah, you know, this thing is, is something you do each day. You know, um, you don't get over it um, overnight. But what you do is that when you first acknowledge it, that it actually exists in your life, you are constantly conscious of trying to get rid of it, which is actually a good thing. Because there's one element of thinking, um, this is how I am. Then there's the other element of telling yourself that this is not how I am. This is how I I allow myself to be. So um, when you tell yourself that this is how I allow myself to be, you find a way to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think especially in this in these days in yeah. Zimbabwe, he would understand that everything, yeah. you know, has a process and in- all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but, Definitely. Um, coming to, to the book, um, A Lifetime Excuse, um, mm-hmm. I think in most cases, what happens is someone would, they think that their situation is bigger than, you know, their dreams or, or something that they want 
they really want to do in life. Mm. And I would say that in some instances, I did that, you know, and at times I even go on to, to do it again. So my question now is to say, so how do you, how do you pick up yourself when you, you are aware that you are not supposed to give an excuse on following your dreams, but you find yourself in the trap? So how do you pick yourself from there? I think, um, like, personally, I, I, I write books, right? And it's weird for most people to hear that I procrastinate a lot. It's actually my my type of excuse, you know? Mm-hmm. Most of the times I, I, I want to write a chapter and then I tell myself, you know, I'll write some other day. But then there comes that that need of wanting to complete something. That's how you remove... You see, there's a goal and there's an excuse. So what happens is that um, the advantage of having a goal um, that is not trapped within an excuse is that the goal is always there to remind you, you okay. know, of what you need to achieve. So that's why you see at the end of the day that in as much as people have weaknesses, they still achieve what they want to achieve because that goal, the target that you have is there to remind you that, you know what, you're not yet done with me, you know what, and you, you still have something to do. At the end of the day, that's why you see people doing crash programs or trying to make ends meet on the last minute. It's because that goal is there to remind them that you still need to do something. That's how you remove yourself from the trap. Yeah, but now talking about goals, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> we have set goals. Um, mm-hmm. um, what do you call them? Those teaching Tanga Gore or something like that. Uh, New Year's resolutions. Oh, yes, yeah. New Year's resolutions. But in the next three months, that list is gone. You, you can't go back to that list. You can't follow it through. You can't even manage those resolutions. So how then do I make sure that I manage my goals? Um, I think everything has a background to it, Paddington. Like, um, let's, let's look at the fact that what is the reason why you made the goal in the first place or that New Year's resolution? If you based it on feelings... Feelings disappear. If one, one time you can be angry, the next morning you're not. Which means by the time you wake up and you're happy, you realize probably that goal doesn't make any meaning to you anymore. So I think um, what makes people to stick to their goals or their targets or New Year's resolutions, whatever you want to call them, those ones, mm-hmm. is the reason why we have the targets and the goals in the first place. If you have them out of the fact that you want to make something out of yourself. Personally, for me, that's, that's what it's, it's about. I want to make something out of myself. I want to change people's lives. And every time I see a street kid or every time I, I see someone who's in a situation that I've been in, I, feel, I have that need, you know, constantly to make sure that I, I do something about it. So the only way around it is to make sure that you don't base it on things that change. Base it on a mind. Base it on who you are. You know, the same way you can't change your name is the same way your targets shouldn't change. You can't change your name based on how you feel, you know. You just can't. That's the same thing with targets and goals. You know, I'm trying to think. Do do I propose to a girl? Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to wrap myself around it. Um, okay, yeah. How then do I separate these feelings, these emotions, to to the persona, to the mind? To so. The, yeah, how then do I how then do I separate it? Because it it's kind of difficult to separate it. Right? Yeah, it sounds yeah. bookish. <laughs> it sounds so theoretical. I know buttons are my feelings. I feelings, you know. But it sounds so so bookish. 
Okay, you, do you know what? You have you noticed what people say about marriage before you get married? Okay, no, not that I've been married before. Mm-hmm. But then they usually say that before you marry a person, know that there's going to come a time when it's not going to be all rosy and all what, what, and mm-hmm. all good and all cool. That's when you understand that if you actually want to be with this person or not, you know? That's the same thing with um, targets and goals, you know? It's besides how you feel. It's besides whether it's raining or it's cold. You get it? Mm-hmm. This is something that has to be done. So you keep yourself at it because it has to be done. It's like the fact that you know if I don't eat, I'm going to die. Some people are not eating because they want to. Some people are eating because they have to, not because the food is nice. That's the same thing with the target and the goal. You do it because you have to. I'm fundi sapamakuanza theology. No, it's not theology. It's the no. same thing. Okay, fine. Let me put. I, let me put. And okay, the 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 picture that you painted for me. I'm a guy. I want to propose to a girl. How do I separate my feelings from the logic, the logical part of it, right? Mm-hmm. In the in the in the, oh, I don't know the feeling part of the feeling station part of it, right? Mm-hmm. The, how do I separate it? It's it's knowing that one day it's not going to be as cool as it is right now. Get it? One day it's not going to be all laughter. One day it's going to be hard. They're going to be cost for it. You're going to need to take the girl out. And one day she's going to demand things that are so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And you'll be asking yourself, what am I doing here? But at the end of the day, the question is, what matters is the fact that I have this person. You know? It doesn't matter what we go through, what we don't have, and all that kind of stuff. Now, that's, that brings um, us back to, you know, putting everything into perspective into Zimbabwe mm-hmm. to say, guys, um, I might not set goals based on feelings yes Mm -hmm. but i might set goals based on the environment that we are in currently in zimbabwe that money is not as easy to get to registration for your company is not that easy yeah that's true this is that this is that then these can become the excuses i can use not to achieve my goal but then now how can i set my goal in this environment which i'm not sure if it will change or not you know, one thing about I love being Zimbabwe about being Zimbabwean is that um, before I answer that question is that it always gives you a chance to keep on trying and keep on trying. That's what okay. it does to you. It 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 tests your persistence and your tenacity. That's what it does to you. So the fact that your environment doesn't give you cash, or the fact that it doesn't give you cash when you need it or when you want it, mm-hmm. is not going to make you stop. I've I've realized one thing that my editors constantly say to me that Shalene you're one of the people who doesn't look for perfect conditions. Because for me, perfect conditions don't exist, Paddington. They don't. If I have money to, if I can write a book, you get it? Mm-hmm. It means that there's obviously a way for me to get it out there. Probably not by the time that I wanted to, but eventually I will. Okay. You get it? Mm-hmm. So in an environment that you know is, is, is going, it's changing every day, prices might go up, they might go down, you don't know whether you're going to have cash or you don't. What you do is that you constantly adjust your time. You constantly adjust your strategies. But what you do not change is the goal. The problem that we have in Zimbabwe is that we have people who are ambitious, people who want stuff, want to register companies. At the end of the day, instead of changing the strategies into registering a company, we're changing the goal. You know? At the end of the day, like, I don't want to register a company. Instead of, you're supposed to change, how do I get money to register a company? There's a difference between the two. 
I'm wrapping this up. You know, I'm processing. I'm processing. I'm processing. Assimilating yeah, all that. I'm, I'm processing. I'm processing. So good. So good. So good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm processing. So how how did you structure um, the book? My lifetime excuse. Um, I, I noticed that everyone has got a different type of excuse, and for me, I I, I write stuff from what I see. So what I did is that I structured the book. Um, I gave there are different types of excuses. I didn't want a person to go through the whole book because really people we don't have time to read. This is that's the truth. So what with the book? What what it does that um, when you go to the um, the table of contents, you know, it has different types of excuses that are all in the book. If you're a person who's honest to yourself. The moment you see it, you know, hey, Mara, this, this is my problem, you know? And then you just go there and you read about it and you find how you can solve it, how you can help yourself and how you can get past it. Mm-hmm. But if you're not honest unto yourself, you probably have to go through the whole book. You okay. get it? Yeah. But what I do is that I give you an opportunity to look at a table of contents and automatically know that this is my problem, you know? Right. And you go straight to the problem without really having gone through the entire book. Yeah, which which makes it which I think the other thing is if it's either you're honest to yourself, yeah, or that you really really know yourself, yes, or you're not in denial because yes. that's the other thing. How can you? How can I know that this is an excuse if I'm in denial? That's the thing. Um, what I've done with the book is that on the introduction, I've tried to explain what an excuse is like, you know, so that by the time you're about to choose. Or to nominate your excuse, right? Uh, you know what you're dealing with. You know how you identify it, mm-hmm. right? For example, that's why I see that for me, an excuse is something that keeps on stopping you. Something that keeps on the one thing that stops you from the everything you ever want. Every time you want to do something, is that one thing that always stops you? There is procrastination, or the fact that you're lazy, or the fact that you love movies, or the fact that you are running too many things at the same time. At the end of the day, you never finish all of them. You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's that the introduction is going to help you identify what is wrong and how you can solve it. I always I always get fascinated when I go look for one of the, <laughs> one of the things that is making me um making me you know um, give an excuse to to do something in life. But yeah. when I think one of one of the issues is that how um picking on procrastination. Mm-hmm. There are some people who have written essays and researches that yeah, yeah. the laziest people are the most people who are creative and innovative. Is yes. that true? That is true. That is true. Do you know what happens? When, you, when you're lazy, like I am, <laughs> <laughs> when you're lazy, you're always trying to find an easier way to, to get to your, to your goal, you know? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I believe whoever made a computer was trying to find a shortcut in, right. in, in they didn't want to go through all those papers and those files, and then they're thinking, how do I, how do I make it easier so that I just click a button and then I just go through everything, you know, without necessarily spending the whole day flipping through papers. So whoever did it was lazy. Mm-hmm. If you are lazy, you have an option to think. Okay, fine. There are two types of laziness. Oh, thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a laziness that says, I, I don't want to do it, and then that's it, you know. Then there's a laziness that says, I. I don't want to do it this way because it's hard. So what can I do in order to make it easier for me? Ah, that's, that's what I wanted to get to. <laughs> because if I celebrate that my child is lazy, yeah. which type of lazy the, am I celebrating? Exactly, the exactly. There's, there's, there's a difference between the two. Yeah, okay. There's, um, for example, let me give you a simple, a simple example. Um, 
doing chores in the house you get it mm-hmm. there are people who are lazy to do chores in the house like they just feel you know i, I don't i don't want to do chores so what they do is that they switch off the television because they know that it's going to distract me you get it i'm mm-hmm. going to dance whilst i'm doing the things and what what so what they do is that they give themselves a target by nine up until ten i should be done so they do everything fast you know they're concentrating and what and then people are like you know what this person works hard no the person doesn't work hard the person just wants to get rid of it so that they can just <laughs> sit and do what they want to do you know what they actually want to do be lazy so that's that's the thing with with laziness and and um being productive it's it's how Zimbabweans we should be, you know. If you see people selling in the streets, it's not because they want to; it's because they found a new form of good laziness, you know. It's maybe like, picking up from that. Yeah. Um, I've I've gone to 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 different schools talking about careers and you know motivational speeches and all that. Mm-hmm. Then after, in most cases, after the presentation, you get one or two students who come to you and say, "Dude." You gave a good presentation, but my background is totally unique. What happens at my home, all these things they've talked about, I cannot go and apply them. Because there are those, there are maybe children or people who have some of the stories that if you hear them, you just start crying. And you tell yourself, this person is every reason to give you an excuse not to achieve anything or not to do anything. You know, um, I, I, I love this book that I've just finished reading. It's called People Who Change the World. Mm-hmm. Most of the people, though, their backgrounds were things that I, I never thought they were like. You get it? Mm-hmm. People who come from the most impossible situations are people who make the, mess, the most extraordinary things. Do you know why? Mm-hmm. Because they're trying hard to prove it to themselves that they exist. They're not trying to prove that they're rich or they want. They are, richness is actually probably the second target that they get. But the first thing that they want to convince themselves is that I exist. I'm Shalene. You know, I exist in this world. I am I'm of value. I'm of some certain value. That's mm-hmm. the thing that they're trying to prove to themselves. So the truth is, Paddington, though I, I wasn't supposed to say this, although I, I, I'm trying to find the right way to <laughs> say this, um, there's no situation that is unique. Whatever you're going through, someone else has gone through it. The only difference is they have never talked about it in your presence to make you feel like you're not alone. Okay. You get it? Mm-hmm. No one is going through... Um, something unique they're just going it's unique because to them it's their first time of experiencing it you get it and yeah. they don't have someone else who's going to come to them and tell them you know what um I, I went through this and i did this and did that but the funny logic about life is that you find why most people will say they shouldn't listen to motivational speakers that um if i've gone through a situation that you're going through even if i tell you how i i went out of it it might not even work out for you Mm-hmm. you get it yeah, yeah this is this is why in your own capacity as a person you need to know who you are you need to identify where you want to go and how you want to get there it doesn't matter what situation you are in i know that sounds so cliche right now but if you know what you want patent on the truth is nothing can stop you nothing it's just excuses no um there's what I call a valid excuse. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. All right. And there are also invalid excuses. A valid excuse is the one that, that taunts your soul. 
you know that makes you lose yourself and at the end of the day you are crushing between um who you are and who you are supposed to be and everything that is happening around you almost makes you lose yourself those kind of circumstances need someone with courage someone who who says to themselves i want to be this and i'm going to be this no matter what so i think people need to come to a point we all need to come to a point of understanding that no one is going to teach you how to live life i remember one person posting on facebook saying school never teaches you how to live life they teach you everything else besides how to actually live life life that's that's your own job you, yeah you know that this that's just your own job that is your own school you are you are, you are your own prefect your own headmaster your own your own i don't know your own um class monitor they you write your noise makers by your own time and you do everything no one tells you anything so that's that's just it wow i i remember when i got to to boarding school when i was form 1 yeah so you know people were just running around and what what and i was just you know clinging to my bed and all that then this guy comes to me and say dude um welcome to to boarding school i think <laughs> this is unfamiliar territory to you for you he was in form 3 mm-hmm. and I was in form 1 then he says one thing i've learned um all this time i've been here for the past 3 years is that no one will come and make your life happy or good no. or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no one will make you happy here you just have to pick yourself up look for something that will make you happy and go for it otherwise you'll be <laughs> the most miserable <laughs> person in this school yes. i <laughs> think what you experience is the same thing i experienced too. i i went to boarding school at a school where i went to a very good school and i was a disadvantaged child mm-hmm. um i lived with my grandparents you understand so i went to a school where uh kunyeva nwanishinshavo kunyeva nwanewa bereki vanituntwavo you get it for visiting day you 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 get circumstances whereby these children have got their dad or their mom and they are coming their relatives are coming and everyone is sitting there you know they're coming to i was at a situation where by when visiting day comes you you have to you, you you're not even sure who to call to tell that i've got visiting day and i remember at one time i think when it actually hurt me the most it was how i actually got to go past it I I saw I was at a girl's high so most mothers would come in the thing is I was more close to my grandfather so my grandfather would run is the one who would come for uh, my visiting day but then what happened is that my grandfather was not allowed upstairs to the rooms where the other girls were chilling with their moms getting their hair done being given groceries being asked how their pillow was and, and all that kind of thing so I had to learn to see my grandfather downstairs and would give me this big lunch box full of chicken and rice <laughs> and then you go back to work you get it which was really cool with me but just seeing that side the fact that i don't have what everybody has at 18 it crushed me to such an extent that i spent the whole visiting day in a toilet crying but after that <laughs> you get it? I would say if their moms come out get their groceries in there i'll just mix and mingle and make it work do you understand because those people at that moment then you deal with what is there i just had to deal with what is there so that's why i say that there's no situation that um doesn't define you it's what you choose to make out of it most of the people that say most of the people were good most of the people were great are simply people who said because it's like this i i mean 
so what do I do? I just have to make the best out of it. That's, that's, that's how people become great. People don't become great by waking up in the morning and say, you know what, I want to be great. No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't wake up in the morning and say, you know what, yeah, I want to be great. You wake up in the morning and you say, I just have to do with this one thing. And then the next, at the end of the day, you're dealing with these bigger things more than you know. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I was laughing with one of my friends and say, Parinton, I think I now have, a, I'm having a pot, I have a pot belly instead of, <laughs> pot belly, where did you get it? When did it start? I don't know. I just saw it this morning. I said, eh, when? <laughs> you just don't wake up with a pot belly. Yeah, yeah, you, you don't. You have been seeing it and you have been ignoring it. Mm-hmm. Now it has come to this. Um, Shalin, so please tell us where we can get the book, um, A Lifetime Excuse. So what I've done is because, you see, we're adapting to economic situations. I've noticed that it's very hard for most people to get a hardcover or a hard copy. So what I just do is that um, I give people my number or you just go on my Facebook page, which is basically Shalene Vuta as it is. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, is at Vuta Chow. On Instagram, it's the same Shalene Vuta. And then you just inbox me. If you want the book, I send it as a PDF and we make the payments there and all that stuff. So that it's, it's easier, you know? It's something you can read whilst you're on your way to work. It's something that you can read anywhere at any time. All right. You know? Thank you. Thank you very much, Shalene. Um, so we're going to have um, Shalene back some other time to talk about her other book, which is supposed to come out called beyond politics i think it i think it, sh- it should have a new chapter which encompasses what has been happening in zimbabwe right now yeah yeah definitely actually i just i just started a new book that encompasses that like just a whole book on what has just happened oh wow yeah. that would be interesting i yeah. think i have to buy that book <laughs> you should have pictures of people who marched on saturday yeah. and all that and doing and that. all those other things i'll definitely do that <laughs> <laughs> all right so this has been um or this is actually Carrier's uh, Carrier Pod, brought to you by Carrier Zimbabwe, where we tell you about career changes, transitions, and how best you can uh, live your career in a you know a career which is driven by your passion and your abilities. So we are hosted here by Capital Two Six Three, where we are free to say it and free to do it. So you can find Carrier Zimbabwe on Facebook. Um, uh, Career Zimbabwe on LinkedIn, Career Zimbabwe on Twitter at Career Zimbabwe. See you next time. Ciao. Bye. And now, and now. Capital 263.